Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Key to Success Podcast. I'm your host, Terrell Key, and I'm back with another amazing episode. I have Dr. Ian Buchanan. He is an entrepreneur, if I could just say the word right. And uh, he's also uh, a former assistant superintendent. Right now, he's the president, founding president and CEO of NIA Education. And he's also, like me, a former Mizzou alum. So how are you doing, Dr. Buchanan? Oh, it's all about that M-I-Z. Z-O-U. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, just glad to be able to have this conversation with you today, my brother. That's it, man. I'm feeling good, feeling grateful. Yeah, man. Tell us a little bit about yourself, like who you are, man. You've accomplished all of these these amazing things, being an assistant superintendent as a black man. Just being honest, man, that's rare, man. Like, tell us about your journey in education and who you are. Um. Yeah. So. You know, I'm born and raised in East St. Louis. Uh, definitely, uh, like most of us who are from the East St. Louis community, we definitely have a sense of pride and dedication and work ethic. So that's kind of the cloth that I'm cut from. Um, I come from a family, a very diverse family, uh, but one section of my family is a family of committed educators. My uncle was a principal at East St. Louis Lincoln High School for uh, several decades and uh, my aunt was a teacher there. And uh, so I just been committed to that. Um, yeah, man, uh, I'm a father. I have a 29 year old uh, who is also an educator and my wife is an educator as well. But I'm just trying to get it, man, for the, uh, for the sake of our kids. That's it. So, so now you're an entrepreneur, like you have your own business and everything. Yeah. Like what kind of led you in the direction of uh, going into uh, business for yourself? Because there's a lot of educators that are looking to move their way now. So they could probably learn a little bit about like your journey. Like what made you decide to open up your own business as an educator? Yeah. So I think one is really figuring out the place that you're in to maximize your impact. And so, uh, and then one is really having the courage and faith uh, in order to make a jump. And so I think first, you know, I've been uh, uh, serving in a number of different roles from assistant superintendent of curriculum and instruction, uh, which by the way, one of the reasons that I wanted to take that role is kind of pre precisely what you said is because there are not that many African-American men in that role. So, uh, you know, sometimes people just see us as like good relationship builders and good partnership builders. We are that, but we also are brains and academics and strategists as well. And so that's one of the reasons why I took that role. Um, but really what made me want to make the transition is because first of all, I knew I could again have a greater impact and I had pretty much done everything. And so I'm like, I'm looking around now and I'm like, okay, so who got next? Mm -hmm. And so whoever has next, then that's who I want to make sure that we provide the opportunity to help them just be as, you know, educationally gangster as they possibly can be right. and that they can make the biggest impact. And so I really do understand how so many have poured into me. So I'm like, oh, OK, so it's my time to be on the other side now. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about is it NIA education? Am I saying that right? Yes. Uh huh. Tell yeah. us a little bit about NIA education. Yeah, so near education group, what we basically do is we leverage. So this is my, I'm entering into my third decade in education. I mean, I know I only look 21, but uh, I'm entering into my third decade of education. And so what we do is we leverage all of that experience, those results, that passion to providing really two things, 
high quality executive coaching and then consulting. And so with the executive coaching, the executive coaching, the model is the person who is receiving the coaching is awesome and great. And our job is to make them greater. Okay. And so we do that using kind of two platforms. I necessarily have to go into those details, but we use two methodologies that are the top methodologies in the country to deliver this high quality executive coaching. And then the consulting piece is where we leverage our expertise, my expertise, and my partners to help schools, to help individuals to really reach the goals that they want to reach. So one part is the executive coaching, then one part is the consultant, and then the consultant part is where we come as the experts or the thought partners and just help folks uh, become greater. So get the, the results that they want yeah so for the executive coaching part like is that just for like school leaders basically like you know just to kind of learn more uh you know sharpen so, our skills or what is that for so executive coaching technically is agnostic to your profession you can be a medical doctor you can be a psychologist you can be a a, a vet you can be a teacher what it's designed to do is help you figure out ways that you are stuck and help you get over those. So we help you look in the mirror. We help you set goals. We help you see ways you're in your own way. Uh, so we're sort of, like, sort of like a mirror, a window, elevator. This is what I told somebody today. I said, you know, these new how to 360 mirrors are going to 360 things. That's basically what a coach is. We provide a 360 degree view of you. Then we help you decide how to get better. See, I like that. Um, that's one of the things that I think we're having trouble with just in, in the country in general is like looking in the mirror whenever we don't have what we want or we're not at where we want or our career is not going the way we want. We don't want to look in the mirror. We want to look outside the mirror. We want to look out that window, you know, like, so how are yeah. you getting people to to accept like that accountability? Because I know how powerful it's been for me. Like the first place I look is in the mirror. So how are mm -hmm. you getting people like how's it working out for you? We're getting people to be accountable for their own success. Yeah, yeah. Because I think it's important for people to see ways that uh, they can reach their full potential and then also see, so basically see the impact that's possible mm -hmm. and then see ways that you sometimes can be your own self-saboteur. And so I think once people see the possible, then they say, oh, really? Oh, I'm making this assumption about this truth or that truth and that's really not true so i'm really in my own way so i can be better and so i think that's one of the ways um so and we just help people uh just see their greatness and uh we also do a couple of really technical things in coaching uh and one of those is calling building resonance mm -hmm. and so building resonance is a way for folks to use their inner resources to say okay when i run up against this hurdle when i have this challenge when i start to have this self-doubt how can I lean into who I am to confront all these challenges? So I know that sounds a little nerdy, man. But no, 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 that's, that's really dope. Because I'm, I don't know if you know, I used to be a school counselor, you know, I was a school okay. counselor for 10 years. Right. So a lot of this resonates with me. Exactly. Um, everybody has a different solution for that. Like, for, yep. like, it could be the same problem, but your solution might not be my solution. But the way that you're talking about it is based on like the individual, like what your resources are. That's how you're going to build your efficacy and be able to create change in your own life. So I, I definitely get that. In a so, nutshell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so like, what are your whys? Like, what keeps you going? Like you said, this is your third decade. Um, you know, just as a, to me, education is K-life. So even though like you're not, like you said, this is, this transcends just education. It's any aspect, any walk of life. 
Um, what are your whys like to keep educating people and teaching people like how they can improve and just over three decades of helping people in districts? Yeah. So I think most people who uh, have a similar background uh, than I that I do will say it's probably because of some of the people who laid the groundwork before us. And so because of so many people who served as role models and examples, you know, they paid it forward from somebody. So now it's our turn to pay it forward. So I think one of the whys right now is just kind of a com commitment to making sure that the next generation of leaders gets what they need. So I call it who got next, who got now, and who also feels like an other. So if you fall into any of those categories, then I think that's why I do the work. Uh, but again, I've had so many role models, especially growing up uh, where I grew up, uh, Mr. Elliot McKinney, Mr. John Bailey, and they were both principals, black male principals. So I already had a blueprint mm. for what I wanted to do. I just had to put a little bit of, you know, Ian Buchanan flavor to it. <laughs> I already knew what I wanted to do. Um, and then just the kids, I think, the fact that I've made so many mistakes in education and there are so many so many opportunities that I've had a chance to uh, give kids life, but some of my actions or inactions have actually done the opposite. And so I definitely have a lot of blood on my hands. So that is something that drives me. Uh, but then also, honestly, man, just seeing like my OGs now, a lot mm -hmm. of my older students who have really, you know, thrived. Uh, my oldest student is like is about 40. So now that they're older, getting a chance to kind of see how they've blossomed is something that keeps me motivated. Yeah, and see, and you, it just sounds like a person that's taking accountability in their own life. Like a lot of educators can't admit, we like we all make a lot of mistakes because yeah. of, it's just so many decisions that happen throughout the day. All of them aren't right. And you just hope and you strive and you work to making the right decision more often than not. So yeah, man, it just it just sounds like you're living exactly what you're telling people in your business. Um, so how have you grown? Like just speaking about um, since we're talking about like growth, just through accountability. How have you grown since you first walked in the doors as an educator? Mm. That's an interesting question. Um, so I think part of what we have to struggle with sometimes is black men is kind of like. Um, this thing about pride and ego and um, not wanting to show vulnerability. And so there are some some specific reasons why we have to, you know, show up in, in certain ways. But I also feel like we have to try also try to find a, like a fine line or a balance. And so I think one of the ways that I've grown is that I have as a leader, I understand the importance of sometimes uh, not having not wearing the mask. Uh, so I think that's one thing. <clears throat> I think the other thing now is I'm more focused on, um, like I think back in the day, I was more about kind of like performative, you know, maybe it was about awards or maybe it was about accolades or maybe it was about, you know, something that looked good. Now I'm about them numbers, period. That's my whole focus is, is data and outcomes. Whereas before, I would explain it away or do other things, but I think now uh, I'm definitely more focused on, uh, you know, having the outcomes that go along with the actions. Totally agree, agree with both things. Um, I mean, actually all three, all three points. So like my career really took off when I took the mask off. Um, mm -hmm. I, yep. I just remember thinking about it, like, you know, with Langston Hughes and stuff like that, like my, you know, like, 
I tried to change the way I talked and try, you know what I mean? Like I tried to be somebody else, but I can't be great at being somebody else. You know, I'm my best with students if I'm being somebody else. The only way I'm gonna be my best is if I'm being myself. And then also, I mean, I've received, you know, a few awards in my career, you know, yeah. as an educator too. And like, yeah. the, the one thing that I realized is like, it's kind of empty after, cause like really like the thing is like about most awards, like that's a team with you. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you might be the person up there receiving and stuff like that, but you did it as a part of a team. And really the most important thing, really with anything in life is the outcomes. Mm-hmm. Seriously, like nothing, like nothing means anything like without the outcomes. Like I, I judge everything now. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting up there. I think this is my 17th year now in education. You know, like it's literally you're just outcomes. You're OG. Yeah, you know what I mean, man. It's the outcomes. Like either you did or you didn't. You know, like did yep. you did you improve this or did you not? Like what what happened? So I, I totally uh, agree with it. Yeah, man. Just two other things I just really want to make sure that I kind of double click on. One is. Um, you know, uh, I'm sure you you probably listen to hip hop maybe once or twice in your life. My whole life. <laughs> uh, and so I just been really thinking about the song uh, "Pride Is the Devil" by J Cole. Mm-hmm. And it's just so heavy because it really does talk about how pride can get in the way of progress. And so I really do try to keep that at the center uh, and just keep that balance. So I just want to make sure that I really talked about that because. That's something that I think as black men sometimes we have to really struggle with. Uh, whether we wanna whether we wanna be uh real about it or not. And it can show itself up in very different ways. And sometimes it stands in the way. Pride's definitely been something that's been in my way. Could you elaborate? I'm not gonna even lie to you, man. Like it's hard for me to to, you know, to be vulnerable. Even like doing some of this stuff, you know, for a while, like vulnerability, like opening up and telling people exactly who I really am, like you kind of you take the cape off in front of people, man. Like it, it's definitely been a hard uh, thing for me. Like, so how have you kind of grown in that way and just opened yourself up? Yeah, um, I think with anything you have to do it in small experiments. <laughs> yep, same. I mean, even like when I was doing some trainings and stuff like that for staff members, just opening up and being real sometimes. Like, you know, like it, it's not as bad as what you think, you know what I mean? Yeah. But in my yeah. head, I'm like, man, do I really have to say this? <laughs> yeah, it brings so many things into play. It it challenges our definitions of masculinity. Uh, it challenges our fears of being exposed and feeling less than. It's natural. It's because of, um, as they say on Netflix, on uh, on a uh, Black AF. Mm-hmm. It's because of slavery. Yeah, for sure. It's because of slavery. Man, my, that's know? why my thing, my imposter syndrome, be so hard yeah. sometimes, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's real. And I think we just have to acknowledge that. I always say, again, do things in small steps. Don't just jump out there in the deep and don't be crying. You ain't got to be all crying and whining no, and sliding all that. up. Well, you know what I'm saying? It's not about that. Uh, but it is being about honest with yourself sometimes and taking a different uh, level. And you'll find that it pays off. I've seen it with some leaders that I really respect and admire, specifically Dr. Sharonica Harden Bartley. Uh, I think that's one of her strengths, who's a superintendent in U City. One of her strengths is that she does model vulnerability in a way that's not corny or anything like that or like patronizing it's real and i think it empowers other leaders to do the same thing yeah and what i'm kind of seeing just just thinking about it like and also just what i kind of saw like i see that sometimes by being real like it empowers other people to take more chances and to make mistakes and to grow because like you're modeling those behaviors in front of them like what it's like because to be honest like to succeed in anything you got to fail 
like a thousand times. Like, I mean, like, seriously. And like, just sometimes showing it to people that that's the way to really succeed and stuff like that, man, it's powerful. Yeah, yeah. I always ask people, when I have conversations with people, I always ask them, like, tell me about one of your biggest mistakes. Mm -hmm. Because it's so important because you really see that some of these people that you look up to and you think that, you know, they may be a certain way, man, please, they've had some mistakes. I'm telling you, man. And and the thing is, for a lot of people, like the difference maker is that mistake. Sometimes you get that mistake. And some people can't get up, but it's the people that just keep crawling and keep crawling and keep crawling back up. That ultimately over time, you end up being successful. Like life is definitely a marathon. Yep, a real talk. Oh, I absolutely agree, sir, without a doubt. So you mentioned earlier that uh, some people uh, encouraged you and like those, some people that were role models and stuff like that. Could you talk about some of the people that encouraged you to be a leader in education? Um, I've always been bossy. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably came out the womb being bossy. <laughs> um, I'm the oldest brother um, by, yeah, exactly. And so um, I've always been bossy, but I think that there are certain role models that kind of help me understand the finesse, the art and the science of just being a leader. Um, Elliot McKinney, I think, my former principal, I think is the first and foremost, just because of his de- demeanor and then his uh, kind of uh, the way he comported himself and then just like the results that his school was known for. And then, of course, my uncle, John Bailey, who was a principal as well. So uh, and he also had a dynasty, academics, athletics, music, uh, anything else you can name. And so that was kind of like the blueprint. But then there have been a few others. Uh, I've always had black male math teachers. So that's why I'm a math geek, a math nerd, because I've had black male math teachers that paved the way. Uh, but I'm also uh, was born and raised in the nation of Islam. So I've always had super solid models of black men throughout my life. So that's really the only thing I kind of know what to do. Yeah, and one thing that I know, like about a, a lot of the people that uh, grew up in the nation of Islam, they have like great structure, like coming mm-hmm. up, just the structure life. You know what I mean? They don't really veer too far off the path. So that's that's definitely uh, definitely powerful. Yeah. Um. It, so there's so much going on in education right now. Million and five things going on. If that was one thing you could just snap your fingers and just change right now, what would that be? It, I don't think it's one. Uh, you can snap twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, I think it's a combination of things, but I definitely think we need to rethink the certification process, who we let in and how we let them in, and some of these gatekeeper assessments and how we define quality. I think we need to make, uh, uh, we need to provide more incentives for second career and college students to consider education. Uh, The way that I got into the door was I was an engineering student coming out of Mizzou and I was offered a scholarship to consider teaching in Kansas City, Missouri. And because they paid for my graduate school, I then committed to becoming an educator. And so programs like that, that provide some type of financial incentive, um, we gotta really think about the way that we fund education uh, the communities with the highest zip code shouldn't get the most money for their kids. Sure. It should be the inverse. So I think that's one thing. Uh, so we need to figure that out. 
we need to definitely cut some of this standardized testing that at this point really makes very little sense. There are other ways to measure growth and performance outside of these high stakes one-shot tests that are expensive and time consuming. Um, yeah, and we just need to inject more humanity, more love, more anti-racism, more anti-bias into the work. We need to be humane. That's the first thing is the humanity. Totally agree. Totally agree with with every last one of those, especially like getting rid of standardized tests. Really, like standardized tests really only just tell you about how much wealth your parents have, really, for the most part. No matter, I mean, I've seen some of the most intelligent kids like receive low scores, go off, become like medical doctors and stuff like that. So it really doesn't even kind of pointless. Um, just follow so, the money, bro. With anything in education, just follow the money. Follow the money. For sure, like college board and ACT and making a killing. Um, so what what else do you have coming up? Do you have anything like major coming up that we should look out for? Um, I'm really just excited about a couple of things that I'm working on. I'm excited to be in partnership with a few organizations in St. Louis, including, uh, you know, Sharita Love and Education Equity Center of St. Louis. I'm excited to be uh, working alongside their organization. Um, I'm excited that right now in the St. Louis area, I'm providing executive coaching to about 11 black males mm -hmm. who are practicing or promising school educators. So really just pouring and building capacity. And then I do have a book coming out, hopefully in the next few months uh, called King. And so it really is about a four part leadership framework for black males of color. And so I'm hoping that that will be out in the next few months as well. And then I'm just, uh, just trying to do this work. That's all, I'm just putting in work. Yeah, you're definitely putting in work. I can't wait to read that book too when it comes out. So if you were talking to say a 21 year old Dr. Uh, Ian Buchanan, not sure if you were a doctor at 21, you might've been, you're pretty smart. Mm -hmm. So uh, <laughs> so what would you- You know what, what I was you, a doctor of? What's that? Trash talking. <laughs> I, <laughs> hey, I was a cornerback. I was a corner, hey. so you already know I can talk. <laughs> exactly. I grew up playing baseball in East Saint. So, you yep. know, if you didn't trash talk, but you had to be able to back it up too. You had to so be able to back that's it up. That's my that's son's sport, baseball. You pretty good. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you so you talking to a, a doctor, you know, the 21 year old Dr. Ian Buchanan, and uh, he looking at you and he's asking you, what are your keys to success? What are the things that you would tell him are your keys to success to be who you are today? Um, just go super hard. I think that's number one. Just go super hard and uh, understand that if you go at a constant, like if you're going 80 miles an hour forever and people are going 55 and 60, then they go 90, then they stop and get off the road. If you're going at a steady pace, then you're going to be great. Uh, I would say that, I would just say, keep your like foot on the gas. Mm -hmm. But I would also say um, prioritize well-being enjoy and travel and experiences. Um, uh, I would say build a squad. Just don't believe you can do it on your own. Just build a squad and um, uh, I would say build a squad by hook or crook. Mm -hmm. Whatever you gotta do to build your squad, as long as it's not breaking the law, do it. If you got to steal teachers, steal administrators, steal whoever, do it for kids so you can maximize your impact. Mm -hmm. uh, 
yeah i think those are really two man yeah i like those i like those and then uh where can we follow you on social media um so i'm on instagram nia education group mm -hmm. uh and i'm also on twitter dr ian buchanan perfect yeah so yeah so everybody uh is listening go follow uh dr ian buchanan sign up for that executive coaching or like sign them up to come help your school out go out reach out to nia education uh it's nia education group yeah email ian at nia education group.org yep hit them up so uh Thank you so much, Dr. Buchanan. I can't thank you enough for your time coming out here just to talk to us today and just and, and giving this wisdom to us. Um, everybody, please like, comment, and subscribe, and I'll talk to you guys next well, time. Well, hold on for a second. Okay. Do you mind if I just take a second just to give you your flowers, brother? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. I just want to just you know congratulate you uh, just for having the vision for uh, for for doing something like this and understanding the need mm -hmm. and. Uh, and understanding the the impact that you're making now and the potential impact that that you uh, will make and so i just want to encourage you and say i'm proud of you that's it thank you so much yeah like the goal is to help other people but also there's so many amazing educators right that they, they do all these incredible things and nobody know like you like they just people just don't know like i mean like it, i think we need to start celebrating each other uplifting yeah. each other and then like just kind of building these connections so people know who we are and then yeah. creating resources for parents and stuff too so i'm trying to educate parents too just yeah. to help everybody I would, out i would say this there's a certain humility that comes along with being an educator and so folks do not want to toot their own horn mm -hmm. um, but it is important to share because it may help somebody else for sure That's i mean yeah I, nobody really especially like in education we don't like to now horns but like because it's not it's about like, us it's about the kids it's about That's the kids what? But that 21-year-old educator, 22-year-old educator, they need to know who we were in the beginning, man. I was making mistakes left and right, man, when I first started teaching and when I was a school uh, school counselor when I started off. Like, you just don't end up, you know what I mean? Like, becoming Illinois school counselor year without making no mistakes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, man, I messed up. <laughs> so, like, you know, I, I think everybody needs to realize that, man. Like, those mistakes, man, don't let them break. You just keep your eyes on the pro Keep going 80 miles per hour. And yeah, yeah. and don't get intimidated, man. You know, like you, I started out as a like a 20 and I know that I look relatively young at this age. Mm -hmm. But if you could imagine me as a 25 year old high school teacher. Mm -hmm. So um, but I think the thing about it is to go in. Um, you know, we talk about residents and coaching and I don't know who said this. I think somebody said that Charlemagne, the guy said it you know, mm -hmm. walk into a room like God sent you there. Mm -hmm. And I think if you go into a space with that type of energy, like I'm supposed to be there, uh, I'm meant to do this. And I think you have a certain different type of energy. And so I guess what I'm trying to say is, even if you feel intimidated, it's important to go in with that kind of energy. Absolutely, absolutely, man. Just, yeah, you know, just let your light shine. You know what I mean? Like sometimes like we try to cover it up because we don't want to intimidate other people, but like you just got to be you. Definitely got to be you. Yeah, man. Um, last thing I'll say, man, sure. is um, I think we might have to cut this video, man, because that 1906, video, <laughs> it's, it's not going to work, man. It's uh. not going to work, man. It's not, not going to work, man. I'm so sorry, man. It's still light, man. man. It's still hey, light. man. Hey, I'm, let me just say this. If I would have known that, then I never would have even answered your call. <laughs> 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 it's all good hey by the way mr elliot mckinney 
uh-huh. senior man of Alpha Phi Alpha. He really, man? I need, I need to get in contact with him, man. I would love to have him on the show, man. Like, I want to celebrate the OGs. Because it's a lot, it's a lot of wisdom that they could they could pass down to some of these 20-something-year-olds for sure. Yeah, he's he's the Don. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool, cool. All right. Uh so everybody, thank you. Thank everybody for like for real. Seriously, follow Dr. Buchanan. Uh subscribe like to uh, the NIA group, uh education group online. Like hey man, uh-huh. hey, you keep saying the name wrong. Come on, man. What did I say wrong? Nia Education Group. You keep saying the Nia Group and all this, man. Get the name. <laughs> Nia Education Group. Thank you. <laughs> right. Get uh, subscribe to that on uh, Instagram. Follow it on Instagram. Shoot them an email. Get that executive coaching. All that Nia Education Group. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. Thank no, you problem, no problem. No problem. No uh, problem. <laughs> once again, y'all like, comment, and subscribe to the channel. Till next time. Peace. Peace.